The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. As we begin, I just ask for your prayers. I I received word just a few days ago that one of my classmates, there was 43 of us ordained in the Vatican, and there's 43 of us in our class. Now, one of our classmates had passed away, 39 years old. And that's for your prayers, our Father John. When we received word, there's a group of us, we're all still keeping contact, and we said, pray for Father John, he's, he's on hospice. We're, hospice, what are you talking about? He's, he's in his 30s. And it was announced to his parish. They read a, an announcement. He was the pastor of St. Peter's. And he has said in his own words, another priest read the announcement. He says, please pray for me due to health complications from alcoholism. I'm in need of your prayers. And so when we, when we heard this, of course, all of us were thinking, why didn't we know? any of this? Why didn't we know? And then his health deteriorated so quickly that he passed away just on Thursday. And so we're now asking ourselves, as oftentimes when, when there's a sudden passing of a, of a loved one or a family member or a friend in such a tragic way, we think, could I have done something? Why didn't I know he was struggling with this, as many, many people do? Why didn't we know? Why didn't? And then he started questioning himself. Why didn't you? Why didn't I reach out to him? And Father John, oh, he was one. He's one of the smartest guys in our class, and he was the. You know, every class has a class comedian. Oh, that was him. One of those wits and and humors and intellects, and he was always the. The life of the room in seminary. 
but reveals something very striking and very real, which some things we don't hardly talk about. We're all broken, every single one of us. And we have no idea what happens behind closed doors, the way we deal with our brokenness. And that as, as priests and as parishioners, as brothers and sisters in our parish and as family members, we're all we have. And how important it is to check in on each other. Like, hey, how are you doing? And to be honest with our brokenness. Because at the end of the day, we're not meant to fight alone. In one of our trips we did as a seminary, we all went to the Holy Land together. And I was scrolling through photos of the Holy Land, and Father John was there. Well, he wasn't a priest yet, we were still young seminarians. And there's a beautiful photo of us all together. We're at the Sea of Galilee along the shore, in the very city of which the gospel speaks about, in the city of Capernaum. In the city of Capernaum, by the way, a lot happened in this city. A lot happened. In the city of Capernaum, this is where Jesus, of course, heals the mother-in-law of, or uh, St. Peter's mother-in-law. It is along the shore, it was along the city of, of Capernaum, where he chooses the first apostles. We heard that in last Sunday's reading. You recall Jesus says that he was along the shore of Galilee near Capernaum, and he sees Simon and Andrew, James and John, they were fishing along the Sea of Galilee there, and he calls them, hey, follow me. That was last Sunday. And then, of course, how can we forget in John 6, where Jesus in Capernaum, in this very same synagogue, that Jesus teaches the scandal of the Eucharist, that hard teaching, which as Catholics we hold, that Jesus Christ is present in the Holy Eucharist, that it is not a symbol. And I say scandal on purpose because it was after John chapter 6, Verse 66, John 6, 6, 6, by the way, that Jesus loses the vast majority of his followers. Only one time in the Bible where people leave Jesus because of one of his teachings, and it was on the Eucharist. So I get it why many people don't believe in the Eucharist, because it's a hard teaching. And then in the city of Capernaum, Jesus casts out this person possessed with a demon. Which leads to the deeper question. How did this man in the synagogue get possessed in the first place? How do you even get possessed? Is, if you're possessed, can can you get it from somebody else? Is it contagious, like, like the flu? Right? If I'm sitting next to somebody in the church, is next to me, am I going to get possessed? Right? There's another priest in our diocese. He's one of our youngest priests. Oh, I think this is a couple of years ago. Father Dean Marshall, he's the pastor up in Wairika. So if you're ever going up to Wairika, stop by, visit Father Dean. He's a convert to Catholicism. And Father Dean, before he converted to Catholicism, was what you consider 
a witch. But he says, witches are women, but he was a man, of course, and they call themselves warlocks. He was part of that underground, seedy world of the occult. He wore the traditional black outfits, the black mascara. I mean, you name, you know, you know that, that, that traditional image of somebody who gives himself over to the occult. And he was part of that. And if you were to ask him at that stage, if you ask him his vocation story, how he converted to Catholicism and eventually became a Catholic priest, it was a complete 180. And you ask him about his days when he was part of the occult, and he'll tell you, I was broken. And so I turned to the devil. You see, every single one of us, we all have wounds, we all, we're, and, and, we're, and we all struggle with certain vices in our lives. And how that works out, it's a mystery. And oftentimes, like with this person in the gospel reading, how did he get possessed? Oh, I. I guarantee you, it began first with his weakness. The most famous American exorcist is Father Gary Thomas. He's a priest for the Diocese of San Jose, so not too far from here. And years ago, we brought a team over to, to his parish at the time in San Jose. We had a, he was teaching us about that ministry. And somebody asked him, Father, why does the devil even care about possessing people? Have you ever wondered, like, why, why the whole possession thing? It seems weird and silly. And he immediately answered, he says, the reason why the devil possesses people, it is to mock the incarnation. To mock the incarnation. Because think about it. One of the beautiful aspects of Christianity is that we believe that God takes on our broken humanity. He takes on all of our weaknesses, all of our frailty, all of our pain and our suffering. He takes it all and unites it to himself, and he becomes one of us. And then when a person is baptized, we become part of the body of Christ, where now Christ lives in us. We become, as St. Paul beautifully talks about, a temple of the Holy Spirit. So we become literally walking tabernacles, if you think about that, if you realize that, you are a walking tabernacle when you move out of the city of Vacaville. It's a beautiful concept. God living in me, he's part of me, intertwined with me. And oh, how the devil hates us. So to mock the incarnation, he possesses people. How does one get possessed? As with Father Dean, he talked about because he willingly chose it. Not that Father Dean was ever possessed, but rather those who open themselves to the occult, what happens is that somewhere along the lines of possession, somebody gave permission. They gave permission 
through the occult, through the practice of tarot card readings, through the practice of the Ouija board. These are not games. There's a place in Sacramento along El Camino Boulevard. I used to drive by it all the time, and it was one of those places, one of those psychic places. You've never seen those boards? It's psychic, psychic readings, tarot card readings. And I always laughed because there was always a red Porsche parked in front of it. So, wow, I didn't realize how lucrative psychics are. But in the big window, they always had images of Our Lady of Guadalupe, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, Saint, Saint Jude, and all these Catholic imagery. Why do you think that is? It is to draw Catholics in, thinking, oh no, this is approved by the church. Come, get your psychic readings done here. Get your tarot card readings. Talk to your dead loved ones. You have problems? Oh, I have the answer. Lies. Or the Ouija board. You know, they do studies about the scariest movie ever created. You know what it is? It is a 1973 movie, The Exorcist. That, even though that movie is sensationalized, it's actually based on a true story. And how that person was possessed in that story was actually a little boy rather than a little girl in the movie. They had, the writers changed it. But it was actually because that boy was using the Ouija board. Isn't it? It's not by accident that they market the Ouija board as a game. Why? To draw young people in. How possession works is, is that we give permission for it to happen because of our weakness. And what Father Dean said, and he started sharing about that dark, seedy world of the occult, he said because when, we, when he practiced the occult, it gave him a sense of power, of control. Because what is the frustrating thing about life, as we all know? Life doesn't always work out the way we want it to. And so those who practice the occult try to grasp that power for themselves. And what that does is it opens themselves up. If you have ever practiced the occult, used a Ouija board, had a tarot card reading, gone to a psychic, that needs to be brought to confession. You must shut that door. The most famous exorcist in the world is, was, he has since passed, but his name is Father Gabriel Amorth. He's the chief exorcist of Rome. There was a, a new movie that just came out, it's called The Pope's Exorcist. Don't watch that movie. It's Hollywood. They sensationalized it like Hollywood always does. Russell Crowe played, uh, played the role of Father Gabriel Amorth. Father Gabriel Amorth writes this. When asked if the best exorcism is the sacrament of confession, Father Amorth answers in the affirmative, quoting him. It is the most direct means to fight Satan. 
because it is the sacrament that tears souls from the demon's grasp, strengthens against sin, unites us more closely to God, and helps conform our souls increasingly to the divine will. I advise frequent confession, possibly weekly, to all victims of evil activities. Father Morth was a full-time exorcist. And his role was to shut these doors that people had opened themselves up to. And with that said, do not have an overwhelming fear about this. Why? Well, look at the gospel. It said that this unclean spirit in that synagogue said to him, Jesus, what do you have to do with us? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And listen to what our Lord says. Jesus rebuked him, and he says, Quiet! Come out of him, and immediately he convulsed him. You see, this is, this is why the Christian never fears. No matter all the, the occult, the demonic forces, all the Christian does not fear. Why? Because we have Jesus Christ. If we're close to Jesus Christ in the sacraments, if we go to confession Consistently, we pray, we have a deep prayer life, and we're striving to live holy lives despite our brokenness. We have nothing to fear. Stay close to Jesus is always the answer to our brokenness. Stay close to one another. And if we have dark secrets in our lives, bring it out to the open. Let the light of Jesus Christ shine upon it. Because I'm telling you now, we are not alone. We have one another, and you have me, <laughs> a broken priest. You don't pay me the big bucks for nothing, right? Come. We're all sinners. We're all in need of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has come to free us. And only in Christ can we find healing. And that will always be a long road. Pray for one another. Pray for me. Pray for your priests. And pray for all who struggle in any way. <laughs>